This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. The fantastic ABC series Abbott Elementary is a workplace sitcom set at a severely underfunded Philadelphia public school. It's a giant hit, and it's become an Emmy's darling, including two wins for its creator and star, Quinta Brunson. Abbott Elementary just returned for its long-awaited third season, so we thought it was a perfect time to revisit our conversation about the show's first season. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Aisha Harris. And in this encore episode of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, we're talking about Abbott Elementary. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how a new study aims to impact an underrepresented community. My greatest hope for the Voices of Black Women study is that it will help us understand and identify culturally tailored ways to change and really eliminate the unacceptable disparities for future generations of Black women as it relates to cancer. To learn more, go to voices.cancer.org. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Now more than ever, your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, all tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the strength and stability of a top 10 commercial bank, their dedicated experts work with you to build lasting success. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial, a member FDIC. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here with us is writer Kiana Fitzgerald. Welcome back, Kiana. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Hey. (laughs) So... Abbott Elementary is a mockumentary, so a film crew is following teachers at an underfunded public school in Philadelphia. The show's creator, Quinta Brunson, plays Janine Teagues, a second-grade teacher with much of the positivity and determination of, say, a Leslie Nope. Now, she and her colleague Jacob, played by Chris Perfetti, are two of only three teachers from their cohort to have made it past their second year. Janine puts in a lot of effort trying to fix issues around the school and procure basic necessities like a rug for her students to sit on. But she's mostly dismissed by her older, more jaded colleagues like Barbara, played by Shirley Ralph, and Melissa, played by Lisa and Walter. She faces an uphill battle in her efforts thanks to the bungling, self-absorbed principal played with Zania Plum by Janelle James. And there's also Gregory, a new young substitute teacher and potential love interest on the scene. He's played by Tyler James Williams. Now, uh, <laughs> let's hear what we all have to say about this. I think we are all pretty much in agreement that it's quite fun. But Kiana, what are your initial thoughts on Abbott Elementary? Absolutely. Um, so upon seeing the pilot, 
I was just like, fingers crossed. Like, I love this show. I want it to go on as long as possible. It's so refreshing. It's such a smart show. It's just wholesome. And it's a great respite for me because a lot of the shows that I watch give me massive anxiety. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this show does not. Like, there are some peaks and valleys here and there where it seems like things are going to go in the wrong direction. But ultimately, things are resolved generally by the end of the episode, which is very lovely. So yeah, I just, I think it's contemporary. I think it's authentic. I think it's convincing. Um, I love that they involve TikTok in some, uh, in one of the episodes. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so like relevant. So yeah, I think it's a really uh, well put together show. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a testament to how good this show is, the fact that these are serious issues, like these issues around funding and who gets to have the better education and who's Mm -hmm. allowed to have the resources that they need. All those are very front and center here, but it's done in a very sort of lighthearted way that I think works for the show and makes it easy to follow, yet also still bringing those issues to the forefront. So that's doing a really good job with that. Stephen, What are your thoughts on this show? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) First of all, people ask me all the time, I've already seen Schitt's Creek. I've already seen Parks and Recreation. I've already seen The Office. I've already seen, you know, all the, like, feel-good, bingeable comedies that have a slight undercurrent of bittersweetness. And Mm -hmm. give me a recommendation. Give me something else like that. Abbott Elementary is the answer (laughs) to that query. This is right in that pocket, right in that zone of there are moments of it that are so sweet and so earned and so heartfelt. And at the same time, the jokes really come along at a lovely pace. There are so many jokes that are just looks that characters are giving Mm -hmm. that all these actors are doing so well. Characters are very finely calibrated. Yeah. Each character is like, man, if this character were 10% more like this, it would be, I wouldn't enjoy this character as much. Like the principal is incompetent, but not hateful. Mm -hmm. So like she's still funny, even though she's a terrible boss. Right. (laughs) Jacob, this sort of doofy, for lack of a better word, woke, (laughs) you know, colleague is very much playing a type. But like the line that he's walking and the line that they're walking with that character is very, very fine. That character could be so annoying. That Mm -hmm. character could easily be not as likable as he is. Hey, do you want cheesesteaks from the corner store for lunch today? Uh, not, Not from there. The guy behind the counter, he calls me white boy. Well, it's like a term of endearment. And, like, if you don't like it, just ask me to stop. No way. There's an entire chapter on white fragility on that, okay? Robin DeAngelo. There's just a ton of that kind of very, very finely calibrated comedy, which is really, in part, a testament to this wonderful cast. They just put together a great, great cast. And we'll talk We'll talk about some of our favorites, but I have so <laughs> many favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you said that about the characterization, because I think... It's really hard for a comedy especially to stick the landing in the pilot. The pilot is usually, you always go into it a little bit concerned and not sure what to expect. Even if you love, already are familiar with the performers behind it and the talent behind it, you know, you can think of so many examples of shows that like, it took them a while to figure out whether it's Community or Parks and Rec, which like, Basically, the first, whole first season of Parks and Rec, it was just very counter to what the rest of that show was. The Office, too. And The Office, yeah. Especially for me, what I really appreciate about this show is that there is, sort of like with Hacks, there's this generational divide. You know, you have the Janine character who very much looks up to the Barbara character played by Cheryl Lee Ralph. And Barbara's a vet. She's been at this school for years. And she's kind of got this 
not defeatist, well, sort of a defeatist attitude that's also like, but I'm going to help these kids anyway. So she's like not a mean old lady, but she is very much like, I've been here for years and nothing has changed. I'm just going to do the best that I can. Well, Janine is like, no, we can do better. Yeah, but I saw your kids painting with empty watercolors. It's our job. Our job is to build them up, make them confident. Is it nice to have stuff? Sure. But my students do not need to feel less than because they do not have stuff. So we talk about what they do have, not about what they don't. And I love that dynamic they have together because... It's very rare, first of all, to see two Black women in this Mm -hmm. position, even though this occurs all the time in real life, especially in these kinds of environments. A lot of times in these schools, it's a lot of Black women running, like trying to run the show or trying to make things work. And so seeing that dynamic between them, I think, is just so great. And they have so much chemistry. And I'm really excited to see how that keeps going. What do you think of the way in which, you know, we've talked about how this is very much about a serious subject, you know, how do you think it handles these specific things? In one episode, for instance, the Janine character spends most of the episode trying to fix a light in the hallway instead Mm -hmm. of like actually teaching her kids. And how do you feel that this show is trying to do a service to what it means to be a teacher while also still being funny? Yeah, I feel like um, the show has an excellent balance already of um, striking that you know, that nuanced approach to, okay, this is a very um, prevalent and sometimes depressing topic. We've either been in these situations ourselves or we know people who have been in these situations, um, the students who just need more and more attention, more time, more resources. So in this particular episode with the light that Janine is continually trying to fix, um, I was like, this is so realistic. But also at the same time, there are these um, these approaches from the other characters, as we've been saying, who all bring a light to the situation and they don't ultimately just drive her into the ground. They're like, we're here to support you, but you gotta, you gotta chill a little bit. Janine, what did you do? Looking like who shot John. Barbara, look, I know you told me to let it go, but I couldn't. Jacob, help me open the breaker. It was a chance to support a strong black woman. The break, and I think Janine, that's um, the crux of Janine's issue is that she is so overzealous and so excitable, and um, I love it because it's. I can see this happening in any workplace. The new person coming in, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, wanting to change the world. And it's like, you got to scale that back and realize what's actually going to happen in reality. So, um, yeah, I think the show is doing a really good job of making us see the reality of the situation while also helping us to kind of escape at the same time. The, the whole fixing a light thing is a perfect example of the way that this show is able to set up this environment where there's tension but also support. Mm. At the same time that it's setting up this undercurrent of sweetness, it's also able to do a lot of physical comedy, right? Like, she's standing on a ladder trying to fix this light. (laughs) She's afraid of standing on ladders. If someone could please help me, I feel like I'm one wobble away from death. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. I got you. Hi. Be good. Give me a hand. Take your time. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Am I doing it? No. Let's go to the count of three. I don't particularly like standing on a ladder. I'm feeling her the entire time she's standing on the ladder <laughs> as people are, like, grabbing the ladder supportively and it's freaking around. Like, it's just able – there are just a bunch of different plates spinning comedically in this show, and it keeps them all moving. Yeah. There are going to be those who say, well, we've seen this. And even I have gotten a little weary of the mockumentary style 
it feels like it can be a crutch sometimes and it doesn't necessarily, not all of these situations necessarily lend itself to this. But when I think about the way in which this does seem like the perfect environment to do this mockumentary style, it kind of reminded me in a way, not a complete one-to-one comparison, but to the Steve James miniseries America to me that came out a few years ago where, you know, he was following around these students at a suburban school. That is a very different situation because it was a very well-funded school, but that dealt with race and class in a way that this show is also doing. So to know that like this feels very real in many ways, but is also taking it and kind of spitting it on its head. I love that. Now, I think we need to talk about Ava, obviously, (laughs) because we've seen this before. The bumbling boss who, we've said it, she's incompetent in many ways. She's also very self-absorbed and and everything she does is mostly for her to look good. But like, what about her makes her different or just makes her a very, very fresh spin on this very old trope. Oh man. (laughs) I feel like I know her, you know, like I feel like she's somebody that I've met before, a family member, um, you know, a friend, whatever. Um, I feel like I just have this close, intimate, like understanding of what she's trying to do, but she's not quite crossing the T's and dotting the I's exactly. I don't think there's been a moment yet that she's actually done something for the benefit of the school, like of her own volition. I think it's kind of been forced upon her. The thing about it though, is the actor Janelle James, she's bringing so much to this character. Like she is funny. She's uh, a bit too much when it comes to her relationship with Gregory. Um, (laughs) You know, there there are so many elements that she's able to play with. And I feel like that's why I love this character because she just brings a new life to, like you said, the trope of the bumbling and competent boss. Well, now that you say that, I want to play a clip of Ava. And this is a scene between Ava and Janine. Janine wanted to try and raise money for supplies for the school. And so Ava decides to make a video (laughs) starring Barbara, but without Barbara knowing that she (laughs) has made this video where she's pretending to be Barbara doing voiceover and saying like, I teach at this poor school and I need all the resources we can get. And Janine is like, this is not what I meant by trying (laughs) trying to raise money. So here's their back and forth. It's zingery. It's full of bangers. You get the sense of who Ava is and how sort of self-involved she really is. So let's hear a clip here. Why are you worried about Barbara Howard seeing this? She's the most aggressively offline person I've ever met. She responded to my paperless post with her ATM code. But you know who will see it? Everybody else. And how does this have so many views already? This is crazy. I said this is what I do. I feel like you went to the plexus surgery for a nose job and woke up like, why do I look different? Why does it say hey? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I I love everything about that dynamic. And there's like so many things about her, which to your point, Kiana, I've known this person and those people in real life are not fun to be around, especially (laughs) if they have any sort of power. But here it's just kind of perfect. You know, we've only seen a few episodes so far, but do you have a favorite character who you are hoping you're excited to see where they take this? We already talked about Ava, but like who else are we excited to see like become their full, true Abbott Elementary selves. So my favorite so far is kind of a side character, someone who isn't in the school, and it's Tariq. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who is Janine's boyfriend, played by Zach Fox. And um, I've been uh, a fan of Zach Fox's comedy slash music slash whatever he likes to do for a while. And I was just so excited to see him. And 
you know, he plays this rapper. And of course, I'm a big hip hop person. So I was like, oh, my God, I know this guy. Like, this person is like so on brand. I'll be home kind of late tonight because I got a show. I sold out the King's Lounge. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Maybe I could come. Oh, no, no, no. You can't come because they got a strict capacity thing. And it's 15 people. So if you come, then it's 16. And then it's a fire hazard. I'm excited to see how things play out between him and Janine and how things might mix up with Gregory. So, yeah, he's um, one of my favorite characters that's uh, not quite at the forefront, but is doing a lot for me. Yeah, if you if you remember The Office, he's the Roy. <laughs> but I want to call out a, a really, so far, very minor character, which is the character of Mr. Johnson, played by William Stanford Davis. The janitor? Yes. The janitor. Yes. Who's just, right now, so far, he's just weird. Yeah. We have no idea how weird that character is going to get, but I have a feeling that character is going to get weirder and weirder. I'm a big fan of the janitor as well. <laughs> I agree with you. I was also very happy to see Lisa and Walter, who mm-hmm. who plays Melissa. And as soon as it started, I was like, she looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, that's Chessie from Parent Trap. <laughs> yes. Like, mind blown. And I'm sure I've seen her in other things since then. But it was just a flashback to my childhood. And she's just so strong here. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. kind of playing in these, like, Italian stereotypes in a way. But I think the show is showing that she's going to be a little bit more than that. And she has, like, an interesting storyline with the Jacob Hill character, um, the mm-hmm. Chris Perfetti character. So I'm... This whole ensemble is just so great. Already? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we obviously love this show a lot, and we encourage everyone to check it out. It's airing on ABC and also streaming on Hulu and Max. And we want to know what you think about Abbott Elementary. You can find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. And that brings us to the end of our show. Kiana Fitzgerald and Stephen Thompson, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced by Candace Lim and edited by Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thanks so much for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Ayesha Harris, and we'll see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.